Danny and thanks for tuning in to The Grown Up Hustle. This podcast is based on real people sharing all their different journeys as they navigate this crazy ride called adulting. From coffee o'clock to wine o'clock and all that happens in between, we're here to openly discuss how we're all just really hustling our way through life. So if you're ready for the highs, the lows and a whole lot of real talk, then stay tuned because we've got you covered. Hey ladies, happy Valentine's Day. So Abby and I decided that since we can't be with our girlfriends this Valentine's Day, instead of flying solo, being stuck in the house in lockdown, because that's how it is for everyone in the UK currently, we were like, let's just create our own online club, yeah? And we'll just record and we'll have a glass of wine and it's all going to be good. So welcome to our special Valentine's Day club. In my personal opinion, it definitely beats wearing a red lacy thong that I know is definitely going to cut into my love handles because I don't understand why they make the sides of those G-strings so skinny. Like, even for the Scanoose girl, that's going to cut in. And then having to light a million candles to create, you know, some mood lighting. I'm using some air quotes here. But actually, what you're trying to do is hope that your fella doesn't notice your cellulite in these minuscule undies that you've had to put on. So, on that note, get your PJs on. Get your hair in one of those really dodgy looking messy buns, pop on your face mask and then pour a really big glass of wine from that bottle that we just mentioned and cuddle up on the sofa and listen to me and Abby put the world to rights when it comes to the topic of online dating. Oh, and open the bar of chocolate too. I nearly forgot the bar of chocolate. Welcome to the show today, Abby. It's great to have you on with us. So for the listeners, Abby is the voice behind the absolutely hilarious Instagram account, Abby Does Dating. Hi. What made you set up the Instagram account, Abby Does Dating? I found myself on dating apps after my marriage failed. My marriage failed in 2016. Uh, No one one gets married thinking they're going to get divorced, do they? You know, massive shock to the system. And after a couple of months, I thought, you know what? I think it's time to get back on the horse, get myself back out there. Um, and you will be surprised at the amount of assholes that find their way into your inbox on dating apps. And I used to sit and think, what the hell is wrong with you, Abby? Like, why, why are all these men being utter knobs to you? And then I realised that it actually wasn't me that was the problem. It was the men. It was the people that were sending the messages. And I just thought, I wonder how many other girls are out there thinking, is it me that's the issue? So it started off sharing a couple of um, messages that I'd received on my personal Facebook and everyone went mad for them. I got such a good response. And I thought, you know what? I think maybe I could branch out a little bit and share my dating journey with the world. And thus, Abby Does Dating was born. So how old were you when you got married? Um, I was 23 when I got married. We got married in 2014. We'd been together a good few years before then um and then he couldn't keep his pants on so yeah and then he left me in 2016 we were married for two and a half years so had you used dating apps prior to getting married or was after your separation it was your your sort of first venture into the whole internet dating scene after it was I'd never never touched a dating app before my marriage breakdown so me and my ex-husband met through a mutual friend I'm not even sure if dating apps were a big thing. I actually lived in Germany at the time. I was a nanny for a, a, um, 
military family. My dad was also in the military. So, and my ex-husband was military. Yeah. So it wasn't until, it wasn't until the marriage breakup that I found myself on, on the dating apps. And what a shock to the bloody system it was. That seems to also be a bit of a theme with, with a lot of girls that I speak to, a lot of my friends. It is a bit of a shock when they get on and they're like, oh, okay, this is a bit confronting. And unfortunately, it is how we all interact and, and meet people in this day and age. So my one question I wondered, because obviously you do share your hilarious messages that you receive on these dating apps. Have you ever had anyone recognize any of your messages uh, that you've like received on a dating app and you've then put it on your Instagram account? No, but so my page wasn't always faceless. And then I matched with someone on Tinder and they were like, oh my God, your Abby does dating. <laughs> like that. Okay. I didn't then want to become a challenge. I didn't then want to be, I didn't want boys to be thinking, oh, I, I'm going to pull the girl with the dating blog. So that's when I removed all pictures of myself. I feel like really honoured because I'm like, I've only ever seen your online presence. And now obviously for the listeners, you're all honoured to hear Abby's voice, but I can actually see Abby. So I now know the face behind Abby Don't Say Thing. <laughs> and I look in absolute state today. She does look <laughs> fine. She looks fine. She's lying. <laughs> I haven't even got a bra on. I have got kind of a bra on it's a crop top and that's as good as it's gonna get in lockdown I wouldn't say it's fully yeah. supporting my breasts but it's all good we're working with it <laughs> we move we move, we move yeah. <laughs> so I one of the things that obviously you share the main point of your your account has been sharing the inappropriate messages that you get and you've always got the best comebacks ever for your messages I literally read them crying and then read them out loud to like whoever I'm in the room with because they always make me laugh but like you've got to have pretty I'd say thick skin and a lot of patience to put up with the shit that is constantly coming in to your inbox it would be enough to put me off you do have to develop a thick skin when I first started receiving horrible messages or not even horrible messages just disrespectful rude messages yeah massively inappropriate they did used to bother me I used to think again what the fuck is wrong with you Abby why are you attracting these kind of humans and I used to sit and look at my pictures or reword my bio or you know change my tact and so yeah a thick skin is definitely a big plus um, on a dating app but then I just thought if you can't beat them just fucking kill them with humor at what point do you say enough is enough because obviously some people will just go mm, okay and they'll just they'll bow out but other people just keep coming back at you with the responses at what point do you go oh do you know what it's off now and block them or do you just think well I'll just keep going if you're going to keep going and argue until they give up because obviously I wouldn't want to back down if it was me I normally if I receive a horrible inappropriate rude message I go with my witty comeback and if they reply I just ignore them I won't block them because then they think that they've won I sometimes think that silence and being ignored is more hurtful than being blocked that's the petty in me so have you been out on pre-covid obviously ongoing theme of the past year of our lives but have you been out on many dates from the actual dating apps or do you tend to just chat with them and you've turned into a bit of a, a hobby of just creating a date and blog or are you actually attending the dates so prior to being cock blocked by Boris I have been on a couple of dates yeah good a good few dates and I only show you guys or I only show Instagram the negative I have so many lovely conversations with so many lovely men but I don't want to put that out there as I don't I feel it could be quite disrespectful and you know if anything if 
a relationship was to develop I wouldn't have to explain well actually you are featured on my blog mate um so no I've been on some really lovely dates and for whatever reason I'm obviously still on the dating apps for whatever reason we've just not worked out there's not been that connection in real life or things just fizzle out I'm finding nowadays because of covid men are just out for pictures of your tits I'm not about that life that's not me how do you think then that COVID has affected the dating apps? Would you say there's like more people on the apps? You've been getting more messages since lockdown. Would you say that there's been sort of an influx with people joining and using the dating apps and, and for messages and stuff for you since COVID? I definitely agree that there is more people around and I am getting a lot more messages, but I definitely think that People are matching with people just as a boredom buster. We're all bored. We're all sat at home and we think, oh, let's turn to Tinder. And like I said before, try and get pictures of a girl's tits. I don't know if that's the cynic in me. I don't know if that's because that's what I've come to expect from dating apps now. I just think they're all chances and they're going to go for it. Yeah. Do you actually believe that someone can find their partner on dating apps? Because I, I out of my friendship group, uh, one of my girls, well, two of my girlfriends, actually, it's a lie. Two of my girlfriends have met and married someone. One was on like a paid dating um, site, you know, like a, I think it was, might, might be match or something. This is going back years ago. And the other one uh, met her partner on Tinder. Uh, ironically, I don't know if she'll mind me sharing this. So I'll, I'll tell you this and then I'll check with her if she's okay with me sharing it. But ironically, she was on a night out. She'd matched with her now husband. She was on a night out with another girl. And when they went to meet her now husband at a bar, because it just all happened to be on a night out, he'd actually been talking to both of them at the same time. <laughs> Oh my goodness. But my, my, my friend is, she's like the most chill laid back person ever. And she was like, well, that's just how the, you know, the dating apps work. And she was no doubt chatting to a million guys as well at the same time. So, so she kind of took it in a stride, but they actually ended up married. They've got kids and everything. So what's your sort of view on whether you could actually make a good solid lifelong connection by meeting someone on the dating app? I definitely do think it's possible. I know a couple of my friends have met partners on dating apps and you know they're in strong solid relationships but I receive so much shit on there. There's so many dickheads on there. I think it's going to take someone really bloody special to make me believe that it will happen for me. I know that it can happen I'm just yet to see it. <laughs> would you prefer to meet someone organically then than through a dating app? Yes, I definitely would. Like on a night out, you know, in the pub or, you know, bumping trolleys in Asda. But dating apps are so convenient. I can be sat at home eating Nutella from the jar with a face full of pseudocreme with my three-day unwashed hair in my dressing gown. And people are looking at me glammed up like my last night out, thinking that they're ch- chatting to someone who could be quite attractive they do not know what is sat behind the phone screen it's convenient isn't it it is but then also you go back to the boredom thing of people then just connecting with you and one of my other guests on an earlier show sort of said about that you know the whole ghosting thing and she said when she first started using the dating apps you know she was quite emotionally invested in in sort of these conversations because she was new to the dating scene and then all of a sudden you're seemingly having a great conversation and then they disappear she said and you know she used the term ghosted loosely because you know it's 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 an app and you're talking to someone but she said you know at the start coming out of her marriage and getting into those dating apps she said actually it felt a bit 
bit hurtful. You know, I'd be thinking, well, what, what have I done? We were having a nice conversation and now you're not talking to me. And I think a lot of people just are using the apps for boredom to connect when it's convenient. And that's kind of the, and the plus side is you can, like you said, sit there in your dressing gown with your jar of Nutella, messaging them. But on, on the sort of like negative side, it allows people to connect, speak to a cute looking guy or girl. And then when they're not bored the next day, stop speaking to them. Yeah, I mean, I've never really thought of it like that, but um, that's definitely true. It's the modern way, isn't it? I think 90% of single people are on or have been on a dating app. And I think that's just the way the world's going. And it's really sad. It is really sad. But if you can't beat them, join them, I guess. (laughs) I think it it is sad. I remember the days when I think I'm definitely older than you, but we're, we're around a similar generation. You will as much as I will remember the days of, you know, when we first start going out to pubs, clubs, bars, whatever. And, you know, people will come up and speak to you. It was almost like, you know, if a guy came up and said like, oh, hey, you're having a good night. Can I buy you a drink? And you'd get the option of whether or not you were like, oh, no, thank you. Like, go away. Or, oh, yeah, okay, great. You know, but you don't even get that option anymore because nobody comes and speaks to you. It's really sad that you can actually be in the same bar with someone and they will quite happily be messaging someone who's not in that bar when they're on a night out with a million women in a bar. And that's what I struggle to get my head around. Get off the screen, put the screen down. And you just think, mix with people yeah it's um a lot of people like to hide behind the phone screen don't they like people I think a lot of I was gonna say men then but it's not just men a lot of people nowadays just don't have the balls I mean I'm a bit of a hypocrite there I would love someone to approach me in a bar and say can I buy you a drink but I would not have the balls to do it myself whereas I have no objections in messaging someone first on a dating app so hiding behind the screen yeah I think it gives you a false sense of security, doesn't it? But again, there's pros and cons for both, isn't there? There is pros because and cons for both. Because while there's the genuine people hiding behind the phone screen because they lack confidence, there's also the wankers with the fucking questionable browser history still living in their mum's box rooms, sending you messages asking to see your clam packet. You literally hit the nail on the head. And that's the problem as well. You don't really know what they're putting out there on the dating app, which, you know, everyone's a culprit of sort of putting out what they want to put out on the dating apps or any any online, you know, platform, social media platform or whatever. But you you never really know the that sort of backstory. And you've got people using the older pictures and you sort of turn up on a date and you think, oh shit, you've aged a lot in the space of, you know, a week since I've been talking to you because you do not look like your pictures. It's catfishing. No, I mean, yeah. But no, I just think nobody uploads a bad picture, whether it be on Tinder, Instagram, Facebook. Some people do, actually. I'm going to disagree with that. Some people do because there's more social on Instagram now. There's more Insta handles promoting like body positivity and like real women and everything that I just love. I love that. But I would say on a date nap, nobody's going to upload a bad picture. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Take your point. But and if you're doing it, they're going to be doing it too. I think Tinder. I actually says on the bottom of my Tinder bio, these are pictures of what I could look like. I do not look like this all the time. So you know, coming at them with honesty. I think my favorite thing on your Instagram account is the little revenge bit. So I'm going to read some of those out. You know, on your little on your highlights. So yeah, yeah. Um, for anyone that doesn't already follow Abby on um, Instagram, well, definitely follow Abby. It's Abby dot does dot dating. 
hop on and have a look at the revenge section. So I'm going to read a couple of these out because they just have me crying. So Abby puts um, question polls up on her Instagram story and everyone sort of replies and then Abby will, will share them. She put up a call to action saying, guys and dolls, hit me with your best revenge on your ex stories. So someone said that they sold all of his records for one Deutschmark each and he had tons of limited editions. Uh, slept with his brother. Ouch. <laughs> um, moved on and became happy. And to which Abby's replied, sensible me knows this is the best revenge, but petty me thinks this is not enough. <laughs> uh, it is right. It's nice it that is. they moved on and were happy. But if they've done you wrong, that's not, yeah, I'd want a little bit of revenge. Definitely. Oh, God, yeah. I have got, when my divorce comes through, I'm not going to mention it now. No, don't, don't give it away. You can keep it in or you can keep it out, but I have got the best revenge. The best revenge once my divorce is through. And I'll share it on the Instagram. Best revenge. I can't wait for your divorce to come through and then just slam that down on the table. And that literally... You, when you share that your followers are going to go nuts you know that because everyone loves you like you literally everyone loves you like, <laughs> mic drop I literally I think your account's gold anyway back on track so what other ones have we got got boyfriend at uni cheated on me and told me about it the next day whilst driving in the car to the supermarket we had done the shop and loaded the car I drove off whilst he took the trolley back and left him stranded and then as an extra bit of revenge I took his favorite football shirt and wrote fuck wit on the back in bold capitals that's not too bad I, like it. I mean this is pretty cruel but it could be crueler um refused to reimburse him for holidays we booked and made him pay my rent just common sense I mean, standard. You've done wrong. You you can pay. The end. <laughs> Signed him up for boldness trials and hair cream. <laughs> that would have really. I just. That would have hit in like a really special way if he actually was like balding as well. I admire the creativity. I, like I really one. do. I like that one. Planning to report my ex-husband for eight years of tax evasion. That's kind of a conflict of interest for me. I mean. If he's done eight years worth of tax evasion while you've been with him, you've kind of facilitated that, haven't you? No, no, no. So, yeah, I don't know. Doesn't some, doesn't quite sit right with me. Fine line. But yeah. Um, yeah. Found out he was cheating and didn't pay him back for my half of a holiday abroad. You've replied, thanks for the tan, hun. Well, again, I wouldn't have paid him back at all. Not a cent. In fact, I'd almost feel like I'd want compensation for having to go on that fucking holiday with someone who had done the dirty on me. Yeah, that's a, a real conflict of interest, isn't it? One hand, you are getting a suntan, drinking fruity cocktails with umbrellas in them. And on the other hand, you are spending that holiday with a fucking bellend. I shagged his best mate and his cousin, then told him when we was on holiday with them. Awkward. I mean, Funny. it's kind of like awkward, but then that would be three against one. And I don't know if I'd have the balls to go into battle when being stuck abroad and it was three against one. I admire the confidence. It's kind of like like in the touch paper, is that it? Like the touch paper and watching the fireworks. Is that the, is that the expression? I don't know. Never heard that expression. I'm sure it is, like in the touch like in the touch paper. Oh, I don't know. I admire that lady's confidence. Um She's kind of, you know, got herself comfy, got some got some popcorn and sat down for a film, hasn't she? 
Yeah, but some holiday I entertainment. The three of them are all against her and each other. It's that's a whole nother level of anxiety for me. I don't think I could cope with that one. But again, I, I respect and admire her. Um, stole his mattress. I like it. You also replied, this made me laugh and laugh. I like it. Imagine just coming home and there was no fucking mattress on the bed. You'd be like, that hits a whole different kind of way. I remember reading that and coffee came out of my nose. I can remember a friend of mine found out that her, um, now, thank God, ex had cheated on her. So she um, she went in his wardrobe. Uh, she found out through his uh, computer because it was like linked to his phone. She went into his wardrobe and he always had like really lovely, like Hugo Boss sort of clothes, really, you know, expensive clothes. And she just um, cut everything down the middle, left it on the hangers, but just cut all the shirts, all the jackets, all the pants, everything just straight down the middle. And then she took the laptop back to her, her apartment. She lived in like a high rise apartment. Uh, she obviously said to him, you know, you're a fuckwit. And he was like, well, like trying to get her back. And then he was stood outside her building, like, yeah, at least get me back my laptop, you know, all the things. She was like, oh, you want your laptop, do you? Okay. And she just threw that laptop off the balcony and she lived about 15 floors up. So obviously the laptop wasn't going to make it. I did feel it was risky though, because if she'd hit him with the laptop, she would have been on a manslaughter charge. Sadly, sadly, she didn't man. hit him, but also luckily she didn't hit him. I mean, manslaughter charge, but hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. Amen to that. Um, just going back to the revenge thing. Started going out with someone he hated. Well, I wouldn't have someone he hated just be, to spite him. But if I liked him, then I would. I don't, who cares? That's the kind of petty I live for. Oh, really? Yeah, but then yeah. you'd have to hate someone that you didn't like just to spite your ass. Oh, obviously, obviously, if I, I'd have to like them. Okay. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I wouldn't want to hurt the new person I was dating. But the sense of satisfaction of knowing, of knowing that your ex is going to be so riled up and wound up that you are now being penetrated by a man that he hates. I am here for that. All day long. <laughs> um, what else have we got? I put a legal hold on his house so he can't sell it without my permission. I mean, is that because that was, um, see, see now I'm like, is that because that was both of your houses? Because if it was both of your houses, then you have got a legal right to it. So he shouldn't be able to sell it anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand how all that works. I, I was so lucky when me and Dickhead split up. I um, like how he's got, you know, a very firm name. I can't even remember his real name. <laughs> I'll block that out. It's a whole nother type of PTSD and I don't want to deal with it. Do you know what pisses me off though? Because he saved in my phone as dickhead. Whenever I type dickhead on my phone, it capitalizes the D and I do not think he's worthy of a capital D. <laughs> You're like, you can have a small D because that <laughs> it reflects like the fucking truth. <laughs> This is one of my favourites, and actually you have loved this one too. Slip small holes in his tea bags and put every single DVD he owned in the wrong cases. I like that one. That's my <laughs> Do you know how, how pissed off you get when you're making a cup of tea and the leaves like go into the tea? Imagine that with every tea bag. <laughs> when you're running late or when you're hungover trying to make a cup of tea and oh, the first ones, there's fucking tea leaves everywhere. <laughs> Every tea bag, every subsequent tea bag after that, tea leaves everywhere. Keep your dick in your pants. Your fucking tea leaves would stay in the bag. It is not hard. I do like this one as well. Stuck his joint to the ashtray with lash glue and I'm not even sorry. 
He replied, I'd have swapped the contents of his baggie for oregano. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, I could keep reading these all day, guys. But you have to hop onto Abby's Instagram and look through them. You just sit there laughing. And that's not even the first time I've read them. I've read these before and I'm still laughing at them. (laughs) Oh, dear. So you've so obviously getting back on track. So you've set up like the most fun online community for girls. And it seems to be mostly girls who who follow you and love you from my experience. Anyway, I don't know. I haven't been through all your followers, but uh, you, you know, you sort of do provide so many laughs. And was that kind of the theme for your Instagram is actually about bringing people together on on the dating apps then? Because as much as funny, you know, it's. It's got to be, there's more to it, isn't there, always? Oh, yeah, definitely. I cannot explain to you how full of love my inbox is. You know, if I'm ever having a shit day, I will just read my inbox. So many girls message, girls, women, you know. Is it predominantly? Even men. So you're following, following sort of your fan base, is it predominantly females, would you say? Last time I checked, it was 96% female. Okay, yeah. So it makes sense. Massive. Yeah. I suppose because I can only speak from a female perspective, you know, as much as I try. So, yeah, while my followers are predominantly female, I try and word, say, like, my brain emptying so that they can be related to by everybody. Um, Danny, what was the fucking question? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You're literally like, "Mm, I can't, I can't. Um, (laughs) Trying so hard. what happens you go off on tangents and 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 that's like that's podcast recording to a t it's actually just a just a chilled conversation <laughs> with some questions thrown in so I've got content to put out there um okay so where was I so getting back on track there's obviously got to have been more to it than just creating laughs because you've brought together such a huge online community for women supporting each other in so many different ways through knowing that you know You've put yourself out there to say it wasn't just me who gets these shitty messages on dating apps, you know, here, look, it's relatable, but actually just in so many different ways, you've, you've just pulled women together. Um, but I can only provide insight from a female perspective, you know, and while I do try and make my brain emptyings relatable to all of the genders, all of the, all of the sexual orientations, you know, I am. A straight female attracted to straight males, unfortunately. <laughs> like it's, I mean, it's any easier if you're gay, honestly, because my gay friends struggle as well. So it's just <laughs> <laughs> the amount of lush messages I get saying, Oh, I needed to read that, or I really needed to hear that day, or thank you, you've helped me do this, or thank you, you've given me the confidence to kick my whatty ex out. You know, you've given me the confidence to have a tricky conversation that I've been putting off. And you know, I'm no expert. I am no dating expert I am no mental health expert but I think I'm not afraid to say things that a lot of people are afraid to say yeah you'll go into Um, the taboo topics and those awkward convos and areas and put put them out there for people to be like oh shit okay and then people start replying when they they see that it's out there then they realize they're not alone in that and I think out of everything that was my main aim with my little platform and I just love it I have got the loveliest followers in the world you know I wouldn't have the following that I have without them and I'm very aware of that so while they love me I love them as fucking cheesy and cliche as that fucking sounds it's the truth 
And it has been, having my little platform has been a real crutch for me, you know, having somewhere to just go and, especially anonymously, go and empty my brain, bare my soul, has been more of a help than I can ever, ever explain. Like I said about my inbox being full of love, if I'm ever having a shit day, I'll just go and read the messages in my inbox or, you know, all the lovely comments on my posts. And I've met some really, really wonderful people through Abby Does Dating. And I honestly think it's one of the best things I ever did. I do wonder, with your Instagram profile, obviously, I know you did say that initially you did did put a picture up, but then it became just a brand and there's it's almost like a faceless brand. And I wonder if that actually makes people feel more comfortable opening up because it's like they don't really know who they're opening up to, but it brings them some sort of comfort. You're more comfortable to put yourself out there because your picture's not on the platform. And maybe people find it easier to open up to you because it's more confronting, isn't it, when something's face to face? Oh, definitely. I find it easier to talk to a stranger than I do some of my friends. And there is definitely a theme of that in my inbox. But also it's deciding to become faceless was for self-protection as well. We can't always be someone's cup of tea. And I would hate to put myself out there and people be like, no wonder you're single because you're X, Y, Z, you know, because just because some people don't find me attractive, there are plenty of people that do. Yeah. She's gorgeous, um, by the way, just so you all know, you can't see it. <laughs> yeah, she's gorgeous. You're too nice. Maybe you need your eyes tested. <laughs> it definitely does help my followers, I think, to be able to come into my inbox and have a chat. Because like you say, sometimes it's a lot less confronting, isn't it? But a lot of that is also for self-protection as well. Because while I'm, I am putting myself out there, and when you put yourself out there online, you are to expect a bit of backlash. You are to expect negative comments, Sadly, yeah. which which is really fucking shit. People are bored. That's <laughs> better to do. And I'm like, if that's one person's opinion, then that's only one person's opinion. Because look at the thousands of people who've got a positive opinion. Do you know what I mean? trolls yeah nobody's got time for keyboard warriors no they don't so if I can protect myself even just a little bit that's got to be a good thing right do, do people in your life like your close friends family work colleagues whatever do they know that you've got this platform so yeah all of my family and friends know my mum is my biggest fan she's forever she's forever replying to my stories liking my posts um I'm not sure if my dad follows me. I'm not sure if he follows me, but he definitely knows I exist. My brothers follow me. I'm so lucky. As, as you, for your dad and your brothers, I would literally want to go and beat all these guys up who are sending inappropriate messages to my daughter. Or, or they know I, they know I can handle myself. <laughs> I got a couple of questions before we. Okay. One of my main questions then, and one of my sort of final questions is, what's going to happen to your account when you finally do meet someone and settle down? I think it'll just become a place to empty my brain, you know, because while it is Abby does dating, I still do talk about some other topics yeah, on you there. Do, you do. I guess the predominant content would change. Would you change um, the Insta handle then? I have asked this on my stories a few times. I'm so tempted to change it to Abby Does Life, but I'm kind of a bit of attached to Abby Does Dating. Yeah, it's got a ring to it. And it's, that is the brand. That's the hard part. You could be still doing it, but it's like dating advice because people do write into you and you always give them advice back. And what I like about your approach to giving that advice is you'll say, look, I'm not a mental health expert, dating expert, relationship expert, whatever. But in my opinion, this is 
you know the thing but maybe that could be a, a thing for you maybe you could go and do because you give great advice that's why people keep asking you questions because you give great advice oh, that's a definite avenue to explore isn't it maybe that's something to look at in the well, future don't close the account that's all that matters because we need you there you're funny we need you there as an online presence yeah I guess because at the minute I don't take submissions all quite sadly really all of the screenshots from dating apps that you see on Abby Does Dating are mine so I guess I could maybe start with submissions you know some people message me going I've had this message what shall I reply so will you tell your future partner then about so you meet because let's say you meet someone you settle down are you going to tell your future partner about this because then they're going to go through and read your history of all idiots that you've had to deal with pre-meeting them and they'll kind of be able to read through a bit of your dating history uh yeah I'm always very upfront with it very very upfront and it's it's only once been negatively received um this bloke we hadn't even met we'd been chatting and he was like I would like you to delete the dating blog if we ever got together and I'm thinking hang on a minute mate do you even know my birthday (laughs) so um no I'm always really upfront I just think it's just it's just part of me it's who I am and it takes up at the minute while I'm single and while I'm replying to messages doing stories you know replying to comments it takes up a lot of my time which is good especially in lockdown no I'm always I'm always really upfront about it and like I say it's only once been negatively received so I think it might I definitely wouldn't ever delete the account because it's we'd miss you you can't delete the account I'd miss you all too. I think I kind of use it as a diary. Like I read, yeah, they put, it pops up on my, Inst- is it your Instagram memories, whatever they're called. I read posts that I'd written a year ago and I'm thinking, I remember exactly how I felt when I wrote that post and I'm in a much better place now. It's really good for reflection. So no, I'd never, never get rid. I'd miss you all too much. And like I say, it's nice to have, it's nice to have a, a community. Yeah. I never feel by myself. And what I love, I have, maybe this is your doing, a lot of my followers are in Australia. A lot of them. It's funny because now for me, with the podcast, I can obviously see the countries. And I'm not I'm not overly promoting it in any country, but it's Britain and Australia pouring in because I can see which countries are listening. Yeah, mad. And you're the second online dating person, not that I've spoken to, I've only spoken to you, but the second online dating person I've said that has a predominantly Australian following. Wow. There's a lot of single people in Australia. Maybe that's maybe I need and they're all big on dating apps. And in Sydney, there's three women to every one man. I was just about to say maybe I need to move to Australia, but cancel that. I think it's because people settle down a lot younger over there. A lot older, sorry, over there. And they settled down a lot younger here. So there seems to be more single people for our generation over there than there does here. Like everyone here is like married with kids. It's just prehistoric societal bloody conceptions, isn't it? Just bullshit. There's a girl I had on. I did two-part her podcast for her. Um, an author, she, she, she'd written a book on like her journey with like her divorce mental health and her ex-husband was a shit like she shares her story she'd know I don't know if you'd listen to it or not she'd known him for years uh they got married they went on the honeymoon she came back and found out two weeks later he'd been having it off with like the fucking world behind her back she kept trying to stay with him because he'd been in her life for 17 years and it just like oh it says my internet connection's unstable like my mental health (laughs) (laughs) and um and he literally like she 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 kept blaming herself because she kept going back and and she was like 
like, what, what am I doing wrong? You know, and it's just thank fuck. But then she packed up and moved to Canada. And I look at her life now. She's my age, not hasn't got kids. She is living her best life. And I'm just like, a friend of mine said to me once, like his mum has pushed him to settle down. And ironically, his mum's twice divorced. And he said, why, why? I don't understand why my mother thinks that being married and having children is like, a guaranteed recipe for success in life because it's actually not it's not the world we live in anymore no who cares if you're married not married kids not kids do what you want you haven't got to follow that you know that path those societal constraints that you know life has tried to push you that direction life has tried to push you in patriarchy isn't it <laughs> you're deemed you're deemed a bloody insufficient woman still nowadays in 2021 if you are not you know the meek quiet little housewife by 30 anything worse no absolutely not not. (laughs) jinx (laughs) it's not the life for me I'm afraid no look I I will say that I did I like since moving to the UK I learned to cook I learned to bake I learned to you know make nice and and keep a house but that mostly that was just circumstantial you know because I'm that's not that's not something that I would you know with lockdown particularly as well everyone learned to bake but you know it's not so that's kind of not the be all and end all there's so much more to life than just being the little woman having the kids taking care of the kids taking care of your husband running the home like that's that to me isn't life it's not enough and maybe for some people that is enough and that's great I wish I wish I could be that woman I wish I could be like that but I don't think that will ever be enough for me and probably for you no, no no so I am happier now than I have ever been in my whole life don't get me wrong I loved him you know I w- wanted to marry him I wanted to spend the rest of my life with him wouldn't have married him if I didn't want that I hate I hate what he's done to me but I love what he's taught me that's really really wise words actually really wise words because it's, I think, for every negative that you go through in your life, if you can not hold on to that and instead take a positive out of it, you know, put a positive spin on it, then you're the one that's winning and having the last laugh. Yeah, I'm dead sure. I'm dead set on what I want, you know, and there's no, in, in regards to a relationship, there's there's no compromise. I mean, maybe that's me being too fussy, but I won't settle. I know what I want and... You know, if I have to be single forever because I can't have what I want, so fucking be it. But I will not compromise just to bloody conform with societal constraints. No, no, I won't do it. For a lot of my single friends, you know, people say, you know, when are you going to settle down? And, you know, don't get lonely living on your own. And actually, for all of my single girlfriends, they've got beautiful homes, great jobs, nice cars, good lives. Like, and... I don't understand this whole thing of, you know, just because you've got a partner, you're not lonely. I know people that live in a house with their husband and four kids and they're lonely, but you can be with a million people. I think loneliness is such a state of mind. You can be with a million people in a room at the same time and still feel lonely. So for people to think that having a partner will be the answer, I don't know, to all all life's issues it's just it's very small-minded overview I think. yeah I did a post um, maybe a year ago on that uh, single not I'm not lonely if you order from love honey through quidco you get 20% cash back and a guaranteed orgasm you know you don't need a man <laughs> you don't I'll also pop that in the show notes as well <laughs> just you know for anyone that is interested on uh, getting involved on that website <laughs> no so to wrap 
Use that abs. What would be your top five bullet points on advice when navigating the online dating scene? Just to put you on the spot. You have put me on the spot. Just be yourself. You know, if somebody cannot accept you for who you truly are, they are not the one for you. Number two, remember that you are not responsible for other people's opinion of you. If they have a shit opinion of you, that is a them problem, not a you problem. You are never going to be everybody's cup of tea. And I'd rather be someone shot of tequila anyway. Number three, be safe. You know, don't be a dick. Don't be meeting people and not telling someone where you're going. You know, um, there are so many apps available. Um, Holly Guard's one of them. Me and my girls have got a, a rule called the no secret hoeing rule. So we are not allowed to meet men without telling some without telling them where we're going and we drop pins you know we share locations we I give them as much information as possible so that if I was to go missing or you know end up in a ditch somewhere they would have something to tell the police you know it's such a morbid way to look at things but I don't want to be on the front page of the Daily Mail Uh, number four set your boundaries and stick to them that is so important if you even if they're really tiny boundaries, if someone tries to push those boundaries, fuck them off. Because if they're going to push the little ones, they're going to try and push the big ones. That's not the life you want to live. And number five, just enjoy it. I think that would that would probably be a big one. Just enjoy it. If it's not bringing you joy, delete the apps. You can always re-download them. Don't feel like you have to be in a relationship. Don't feel that you have to have a partner to be validated you like validate your damn self you do not need another half to be a decent kind caring love loving human being so if you're not enjoying it and it's sapping you of joy fuck it off for a bit they're not going anywhere there is always men I mean I wouldn't you're like unfortunately unfortunately you know it goes both there's, ways but yeah they're always there there's, there's pros and cons for both isn't there but um Yeah, I think they would be my top five. Well, thank you so much for coming on with us today and chatting about life in the dating world. Um, Hopefully after COVID, maybe one day I'll be around your stomping grounds and we can actually have a glass of wine together and a proper man bashing session. I would absolutely love that. I know. An unfiltered one. one. I will take you where I take all of my Tinder dates. (laughs) The barman will be like, oh my God, she's gone to women now. She's she has been through the whole male species and now she's on to women but no thank you ever so much for having me well that's all from me and abby today guys but i do hope you enjoyed and i also hope that you're at least half a bottle deep into that wine and you smashed all of the chocolate if you guys want to see more on abby or give yourself a laugh reading more from the revenge section on her page then hop onto the grown-up hustle podcast on instagram where you're gonna find abby tagged Whilst you're there, give us a follow to stay updated on my up and coming shows and also subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to to be first in line for tomorrow's special Valentine's Day drop. Hope you all have a great night, guys, and I will catch you all tomorrow for Valentine's.